Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway. The movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the mayor, Matt Logsdon, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I am the Lord Ketchum. And I'm Dave King of the Road. Alright guys, we have a great one in store for you for Stephen Kane Month, Children of the Corn from 1984. In the world of Stephen King, nothing is ordinary. No one is innocent. And there is no escape from the nightmare in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. From the author of Carrie, The Shining, The Dead Zone, and Christine. An adult nightmare. Stephen King's Children of the Corn. A young couple get caught traveling around the wrong remote town. A dangerous religious cult of children aim to rid their town of all adults as they worship their Lord and Savior, He Who Walks Behind the Rose. If it's your first time riding along with us, be aware we talk about all minor and major spoilers concerning this movie. So if you're not interested in hearing any of that, hit the pause button now. And watch the movie. Yes. Absolutely. And then come back. And then come back and listen to us. Right. Okay. So, guys, I think we should explore the rose. Oh, oh. it's nice. Explore the rose. The defiler. I like explore that. The rose. <laughs> Putting a little finesse on it. Okay. So, the one thing I want to open up with, the first thing that really stood out to me in this movie is the scene in the diner where uh, Job is in there with his father, and then all of the children of the corn come in, and they start killing all the adults. Yes. You don't see the hand go into the meat slicer. Uh, who was that? Mr. Hansen? Yeah. But then you see the blood splatter on Job's face and you hear the, you know, just grinds down. That scene totally works for me. That is a great scene. Uh, I thought the cutaway to Job's face was super effective. Some of the best, best, um, death scenes are not even shown on film. Right. And that's where the imagination takes over, it, guys. It proves you, know? you do not have to be gory to that's sell a violent true. scene. To get the point across, exactly. This movie's got it's gore-ish, but it's really not, you know? It's fairly light on it's, gore. It's the tone. It's implied. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's it, yeah it's, it's just the it undertone of children are killing adults. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's an unthinkable thing. So the score accompanying the crayon drawings, which we find out from Sarah during the credits, I don't know. I thought that was really good. It was really effective. Uh, creepy. It was really creepy. What do you guys think about that? Um, it's a different take from the book, actually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was different. I mean, when I first saw this movie, I was a kid, and this was all I knew. I didn't read the book yet. Um, the I book like, is like I a like teaser trailer to the movie. Absolutely. It's like nine pages long or something yeah, like that. A couple more than that, but it's yeah. not much more. Not much more, right. <laughs> it's just a short story. Um, no, it, it was a cool little spin on the on the movie. I know Stephen King wasn't a big fan of this movie, but he's not a fan on a lot of his movies, so you know, it's well, okay. His books are very <laughs> thorough and in-depth and very detailed. Not and Children of the Corn. Well, right, because it's a short story <laughs> right. from. Uh, well, okay, let's get uh, let's go to trivia time here. So, uh, does anybody know the first time that Children of the Corn was published? 
and Night Shift. Incorrect. Wrong. What? Tell me. What yeah, is it? I was with him. It was first published in the March 1977 issue of... Playboy? Playboy. Penthouse. Penthouse? Oh, okay, right on. Okay. Then it was included in on Night Shift in okay. 1978. Because right. okay. Jer- Jerusalem's Lot and all that stuff was in that book, too. With Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Which yeah, is really well, good. I don't think any of us were old enough to buy Penthouse that time. So. I yeah. wasn't even alive. Yeah, I wasn't either. So. <laughs> I don't think you any of us were. Yeah, so nobody was alive when that was out. So Right. right. Everybody well, was, I was dead when that was that released. basing that statement on when the movie released, I guess. Instead of when I can't believe released. I got that wrong. Wow. Well, I learned something today. Yeah. Very awesome. Good. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he's here for. That's excellent. He's a mayor. Lord Ketchum. Didn't know something about children of the corn. No, I thought uh, you something not too long ago about children of the corn. You didn't. Know. That's true. You uh, didn't. What, what? Go ahead. Remind the remind the, uh, the uh, remind everybody. What Disciples it is. of the Crow. The Disciples of the Crow. Made for TV movie, or I'm not even sure what it was. It's very low budget and yeah, came out. Yeah, I need to watch that. Actually, is it on YouTube? Yes, you okay. can find it on YouTube. It's in two parts, like 20 minutes total but it's like cut into 10 minute segments okay alright well, I'm good, definitely going to check that out yeah. you can find it on bootleg VHS so I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the Children of the Corn series everybody on the Nostalgia Highway Lord Ketchum lives and breathes Children of the Corn yes he does uh, we just got done meeting John Franklin and Courtney Gaines at, at uh, Whorehound Cincinnati 2019 it was a super fun time it was a blast John Franklin and Courtney Gaines are some of the nicest guys. They really were. Yes. Ever, you know? They were really cool. I, I missed the opportunity to get a picture of John Franklin, and I wished I would have because there's not a whole lot of pictures of people with him. I, I saw yours, and I'm like, man, I wish I could have a picture with him because he is substantially shorter in stature to everyone. Is. and uh, I'm not sure what that is called that he has. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just something that, you know, that makes him look young and everything. Which is cool because, you know, it landed him this role and it's really made his career. Um, I think he was like 25 years old, 27 years old when yep. he did this movie. And years. Yeah. whenever I saw this movie, I thought he was like 12 years old, you know. At uh, least yeah, the, I bought into the, it. At least at the very beginning. And then he was like 14 or something like that, you know. Right. No, Later John on, Franklin so. was absolutely phenomenal in this. Like, you could just tell... Head and shoulders above everybody else in this movie, and no discredit to Courtney Gaines because I I do like him in this movie. He has, you know, uh, iconic line in this movie, but John Franklin was phenomenal in this. I th- I think honestly he was the best actor in this movie, and I don't even think it was close. And I think the close second for me personally would be R. G. Armstrong, who was the mechanic <laughs> deal, who I love seeing him in movies. He's one of those like he was an evil speak. Oh yeah, he was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He was in Predator, just yeah. countless movies. Oh yeah, he was in Predator. He was even in for oh you Metallica God, fans. He was the that. old man in the Inner Sandman video. Uh, so really, yeah, huh. I didn't know that, uh, but I forgot he was that's in Predator. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. No, and he's one of those guys <laughs> you see in a movie from you know from that time and era. He's just like, oh, all right, yeah, this is we're in good hands. And I loved his scenes, and I hate that his time in the movie was as short as it was but yeah I'd say John Franklin number one and R.G. Armstrong number two I hear you I, I'd have to disagree okay because um, I really like Courtney Gaines's portrayal of Malachi I'm 50-50 I'm 50-50 I'm on both Malachi and Isaac being creepy I told them that when we saw them in Horror Hound I looked yeah. at Courtney Gaines and I was like I don't know who which one of you two creeped me out more because 
they're pretty equal. I mean, Malachi, the redhead mullet was just he was dirty, creepy. He was very Isaac good at being was, menacing. Was when, that intelligent, creepy? Like, yes. When Malachi yeah. is on the hunt, is when I'm scared of Malachi. Right, Isaac. Oh, yeah. Standing the there, just giving me just the stares, and right. all he needs to do is probably drop two <laughs> lines of scripture on my yep. ass, and I'm I'm frightened. Right, <laughs> you know, he did a great job in this movie. You know, you couldn't have done a better casting for it. You know, but yeah, um, so you know, after after the diner, it's established that the children are wiping out the whole all the adults in the town of Gatlin, Nebraska, and um, is there a Gatlin, Nebraska? There, I don't think there is actually. There shouldn't. There is. I don't believe there is. If there no. is, I'd like to go there. I would love to. I'd, I'd like to go where this is shot. Um, it was in yeah. Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Iowa. I believe so. Anytime I drive past a cornfield like that, right to the road, it, it makes you, you get instantly. To, I can't do it. My, I'm all up. plugged up and congested and stuff. So, but yeah, you get that chorus oh, yeah. music of the the children and yeah. I get the chills. Especially if there's a church in the background and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Right. What's that village we passed going to Columbus in Ohio? Um, that was it makes me think of it every time. Oh, I can't, I can't anyway, remember. Yeah, I can't remember the name it's of the two city. Name village. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that actually. We we said something about Illinois back when we were around, but hmm. it's really not a big deal. <laughs> but it's it's definitely Sugar a town. Grove. Sugar Grove. Yep, that's, that's it. it. Yep. That is there it. it is. Sugar Grove, Ohio. If you guys are want to check out a Children of the Corn Town, head over there at fall. Yep. <laughs> So, the scene in the hotel where we're introduced to Bert and Vicky, who are played by Peter Horton and Sarah, uh, Sarah, oh my gosh, Linda Hamilton, who played Sarah Connor in the wow. Terminator yeah, movies. Yeah, but not the Sarah in Children of the Corn. No, there is a <laughs> she Sarah. She plays Vicky. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Linda Hamilton. known as Sarah Connor from Terminator. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for helping me out along the way, because I needed it. <laughs> you saw your thumb out. Thank you. Hit your ride. Came out the same year, so. Well, actually, Terminator came yeah. out in the later part of the year. I believe it came out in October, and this came out in May, I believe. Mm, okay. So. Children of the Corn was in the can before. It sounds like she yeah. might have went yeah. right from filming this and going right into Terminator. Yeah. So. Good moves. Good moves. But her dancing and singing around in the hotel, of schools out. Man, that's rough. That's rough to watch. Like that's just yeah, that's bad. It's setting up for a different storyline from the from the books. You know, the, in the books, Bert and Vicky don't really care for each other. They fight all the time and everything. You Bert, get hints of that. Bert Bert's a, a freaking war veteran, I think. So, okay, you know, he's from you know he was in Vietnam and everything. Okay. It's, it's different, you know. It's he's different a little tone. more of a this. This movie book. is all about them, you know. He's a doctor. He's he's they're they're going to go to a new new place, Seattle, yeah. you know, to live happily ever after. They're they're setting them up for a, uh, to be a happy couple, you know. It's it's a Hollywood movie, you know. I wish they would have. But in the book, they're really struggling with marital problems right. big time. Yeah, they fight a lot. I mean, lot they do in the movie, too, but it's like more pronounced in the book. That and I guess in the remake, which I don't recommend watching, I I didn't care for it. All right. I didn't care <laughs> oh, for it. I guess on. they kind of they go into that a little bit more, Absolutely. if I understand correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really good. I like it's the it. remake just fine. I do, too. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's okay. worth a watch, Nostalgia Highway. 
If you like the original, watch the remake. And if you've read the book, absolutely. Sure. You know. They take liberties that neither the book or the first movie took that surprised me, but Yeah. But it's it's a worthy watch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the newer movie it pushes the envelope a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I wouldn't have gone that extreme. Especially for a, a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, it was made right. for sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, sci-fi. So, But, I mean, kudos to that director, who mm-hmm. was the same director as the original. Was um, it? Yes, absolutely. He, this is kind of, that movie was kind of like his sorry to Stephen King, because Stephen King did not like this movie, huh. the, the 1984 version. So he was right. kind of like, this is my apology note. I hope you watch it. Stephen King probably didn't watch it because yeah. the when he made the 1984 version, I think King told him to don't co- don't get in contact with me anymore. Wow! So it was kind of that relationship. King's very protective you know? of his work. I he mean, is. He, knows this. he is. Yeah. So one thing I kind of picked up on. So we're three years later from. The kids haven't aged from the massacre uh, at the diner, right? From when they obliterated all the adults, right? For, yeah. In so, the town. and the kids haven't aged. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> okay. And I was kind of hoping maybe at some point in the movie it would explain something if they, aged, if they bought but... bought into the cult and they somehow they get like they don't age or like there's some kind of vampirism or something. No. But uh, they don't. No. But they, that was something I was curious about. They just age gracefully. That's all. Okay, there we go. Aging gracefully. (laughs) You don't have to deal with adults anymore. It's a lot less stressful. Yeah, stress Mm -hmm. is down, you know. But you are worshipping he who walks behind the rose. So, you know, that's got to be at least kind of stressful. (laughs) For those in power, at least. Yeah. When Bert and Vicky, okay, they hit Joseph, correct? The boy that was trying to get away. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they were way too calm, you know. Like I, I just really felt like it was way too downplayed. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I, I didn't buy into it. I didn't feel like that's how somebody would react to. Wow, you just totally <laughs> just took out this kid, this person, you yeah, know, in the middle of the road with your vehicle. Bert was quick on the case, and he realized that you know he didn't die by. The, them hitting him, you know. Which leads to a line that I have all kinds of problems with. He tells Vicky, who was Linda Hamilton, he was already dead when he stumbled into the road. He was already dead when he stumbled into the sure, road. So, like, sure. he was a zombie? There was no, no, no. There was no saving him. He had already had a throat slit. Okay, so it was more of a figure of speech then. How is he standing? Uh, I I don't know. Obviously, it just happened. He stumbles down the road and he's still like, oh my god, you know, but you're not coming back from a cut like that, you know? No. Well, they could have stood him up like a scarecrow. I mean, they definitely helped the, they pushed it, you know, made the death a little bit faster, which, in my opinion, is a mercy kill, you know? Put him out of his misery a little bit, you know? I see what you're saying, yeah. I just I don't know. Okay, so you're you're you took that line more of as was like a figure of speech instead yeah. of taking it literally. Right. Okay, I didn't really think about it like that because I was just fixated. Like he was already dead when he stumbled into the road. That just <laughs> makes no sense. And you're a doctor, you know. Right. So, 
Yeah. Stephen King has a thing with kids and clairvoyance. Like, this is a trend, you know. Yeah. We've seen it with our last review with uh, Pet Cemetery with Ellie Creed. Uh, we talked about Danny Torrance and The Shining. Mm-hmm. And Red you Ram. get it. Red Ram. Right. <laughs> and you get it here with the Sarah character. And uh, the uh, distracted nerd has a really funny take on her character description here. And it's... Uh, she is Job's sister who is blessed with the gift of sight. If you need a drawing of something that is currently happening, about to happen within the next 30 seconds, or just finish happening, then she's your go-to. <laughs> and that's I thought actually, that was, that was hilarious. I thought that was good. hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's a, I don't know, it's kind of a recurring trend with Stephen King, it seems like, with the uh, kids with having, uh, Abilities. as they refer to it, and this is, uh, it's sight. I've noticed that more recently when we've Critically reviewed his stuff. I'm it's like, not even that, you know, Firestarter. Right, yeah, it's yeah. true. There's a lot of stuff, you know, he's involved with with the kids and everything. You are not wrong. It's his thing. And we keep paying to go see it, so. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this man just made my childhood frightening, you know, he yeah, really yeah. did. So. He's the Shakespeare of our time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Put up that Facebook meme where you're sitting at a table and says, you know, prove me wrong. Right. (laughs) Sitting here with a cup of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) So when Bert and Vicky are driving through the dirt roads between the cornfields, I kind of got like a synth version of like kind of a knockoff of John Carpenter's Halloween theme a little bit. You always find the weirdest things like that that I don't agree. I don't know. I'm sorry. If you say I, so. I'd have to disagree too. I don't. I did okay. not catch that. I, I thought it was a really um, climactic part, you know, because they're. I mean, being lost in a cornfield, especially in a car, you know, you're just driving around. You're not even driving on roads anymore, you know. Well, no, that was, was an, awesome, dude. It no, it was a roads. tense scene. Yeah. I like. We're going. It. We don't need roads. We need roads. <laughs> you know, uh, so <laughs> corn yes. roads, not to be mistaken for right. <laughs> pretty That's pink awesome. roads. That's but, you awesome. know, I mean, it, it's 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 really in, intense, you know. It really, uh, no, I don't disagree with you. I just kind of picked up a little bit in the score, maybe a little bit of John Carpenter's Halloween. I hear just you. Maybe yeah, a little I'm bit. Proud of. I hear it. It's <laughs> it's the same. It's the same approach, I guess. Okay. You know, but yeah, it it's its own thing. Was there yeah, for sure? Pew. No, no, like there was that. not. Okay, it's well, straight to it, man. You know, I missed it. This this movie has a great soundtrack. It does. Um, it's good. I like it. Whoever they used for the chorus, you know, to do the opening, is is awesome. I mean, that's that's probably one of the most creepiest openings. Love it. Yep. You can have to a movie. You right. Know? Well, that's what I'm saying. With the crayon drawings, I thought that was really effective. I really liked that a lot. Right. With the music going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. This if I'm walking is. down a haunted trail or through a tunnel with my kids. I will pull up either Children of the Corn theme or the Amityville theme where it's children <laughs> humming this creepy choir-type music, and it's effective every time. So <laughs> so the music was awesome. done by Jonathan Elias. Jonathan nice. Elias, okay. And I appreciate his work. Absolutely. He did soundtrack for Pathfinder, The Watchmen, Nine and a Half Weeks. Um, Leprechaun 2, Vam. Oh, wow. Cool. Was so, there a Leprechaun 2? Yeah, there was quite a few Leprechauns. No, there, wasn't. there was only one, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> there can be only one. Oh, well. Leprechaun 3. 
I've heard that there are I like Vegas worthwhile moments in other Leprechaun movies, but I have failed to venture that far. We might delve into, into some unknown. Leprechaun one day. Okay. Maybe it. We might. St. Patrick's Day next year. Yeah, time. sure. We do a whole month yeah. of it, you know. Don't quote us, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, that's, I like that. I like the themed ideas. I, I like those. So something that I want to ask you guys, I want to put it out there, because I felt like I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on this. Was Job's narration in this movie really necessary to get the point across? Because I personally, I don't feel that it is. And there's another Stephen King adaptation that I feel is kind of guilty of this, and that's Silver Bullet, where yeah. you get the uh, older Jane Kozlaw's uh, narration in it. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of distracting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. I, I, I kind of agree. I like Robbie Kiger's portrayal as Job. No, no, he's but, good. Uh, it, it, you're right. It didn't have to be. To be honest, the whole... Job and Sarah thing did not have to happen. Um, it's it's filler, you know. I didn't have a problem I think. with it. I, yeah, I, I no, liked no. it. I mean, it's, it's because I really it's thought fine. the crayon drawings were really creepy and effective. It's just I don't know. It's a good visual. I saw it when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I connected to those crayon visuals. Maybe that's what I've got going on with it and because yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. It, it strikes a chord with me. And, yeah, you know, you see something. You remember it. Something that's depicted, it's gra- you know, it's Better. obviously in a crayon form of, from a child, but you right. see something that's graphic, it's happening, and that's just, that's really unsettling. You know, and this whole movie is unsettling, and that's something you can say about any of the Stephen King adaptations, is he just, he goes to a dark place where you just, you really, the mind shouldn't go, I guess you could say. Yeah. But, uh, plus as an artist, I've seen... Uh, kids crayon adaptations and other movies that were done poorly. I think Halloween Six they did, you know the who was it the little boy? Oh yes, I know his crayon adaptations. Danny, Danny, yeah. yes. And I was like, yeah, not as effective as Children of the Corn. That was my me, thought. Danny. Yeah, that was my thought on <laughs> you know child draw you know drawings in crayon. I like these. I thought Children they were... of the Corns were good. They were yeah. really effective. Especially the ones that were found later on in the movie. Bert finds some um, drawings in, like, the courthouse or, or the school or something like that. And there's especially one drawing of, like, what looks like, appears to be, like, a dragon burning some chick in the, in yeah. the cornfield right. and everything. That is awesome. That's a really yeah. cool drawing, you know. It really hits home. It's good stuff. So, why on earth does Bert leave Vicky at the house? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I that has got to be one of the worst. That, probably this my, movie one of my is not perfect. Hang-ups. This isn't a perfect movie, guys. Um, oh, in man. the book, he leaves her in the car. Yes, and yes. goes in the church to do his exploring at the church, which is kind of sort of the way they do it in the movie. But he ends up exploring the whole town. Pretty yeah, much, basically, you know? once he takes they a bunch separate of at that scene in the book. They take her and she's done. Yeah, and right. Then eventually they catch him and he's done too. But yeah, so I guess uh, I guess in the original ending of the story, Vicky was killed by the children yeah. and she joined the blue man on the cross. Yes, and I guess she, she had her eyes cut out. Yep. Yes, he found her. You know that way when they took him yeah. to the that would have been cornfield. Yeah, Bert was the last one to die in the book. Oh, so everybody children dies. win. Yep. The children win in the book. It, they oh, made this into wow. a story yeah. of 
overcoming the odds of wanting to have children together and him not wanting children, but then all of a sudden he's happy with taking these children in and calling him. That's that's exactly why. It's a metaphor for the times. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why they had that split up, you know, in in the movie. You know, so Bert goes away, investigates the town. Vicky's there with uh, Sarah Mm -hmm. and everything. And then it taps into, okay, well, I'm going to have a connection here with this child. He has an epiphany. Obviously, she has a, a power, you know, she can draw and have uh, premonitions, I guess, yeah. you know. I mean. Um, which, that scene is freaking awesome when the Children of the Corn finally come for um, Linda Hamilton. Oh, everything. I love that, that scene. Intense. Where you get, where you, it's like from the Corny ground, Gaines and they're walking the, up, and you see from behind. Yeah, dude. I love yep. Yep. That, that scene. Well, and then love the it. kids are just surrounding the house, you know, and it's they're they're, they're no creeping up out. everywhere. They they're they're totally locking it down. As and a viewer, you know, you know, there's no way out. Yeah, she's there's no way out. Right. Of this, you know, she's done for. She goes on, you know, she she. He finally hears them coming in, and Courtney Gaines is at the bottom, you know, Malachi and everything. He's mm-hmm. like, we want to bring you peace. Seize her, you know, and then <laughs> just attack, attack of the children, man. It's so good. I love it. It's so awesome. It's very intense. You know, then you got the soundtrack kicking in, you know. It's just, I don't know. I hate that Bert runs into the pole after getting away from Malachi. <laughs> Like, why not make it he gets a head injury during his struggle? <laughs> right. Because that is... Oh, that's bad. I think that's really bad. Yeah. I don't know. What What was... He just doesn't know the lay of the land. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. It just, that just seemed too cheesy for me. He was in a uh, crowded garage. So... Mm-hmm. Can't really... Or abandoned warehouse or something like that. Yeah, you know, so. like a barn, yeah. something rather. We'll count right. it. You know, <laughs> it just is what it is. He gets he gets injured a little bit in this in this movie. He does. He gets roughed up. Yeah, he does. The um, the one chick when he starts exploring the the church and everything and, and finds uh, when he first finds children in the town, um, one of the 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 girls that are that's preaching, she freaking stabs him with a corn on the cob uh, knife. Yeah. That was Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. 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 So yeah. She's uh, later on in the movies and everything. Um, she's Did in Children of the Corn. Say her name in the movie, or she's in Children of the Corn six six six. Actually, okay. um, well, she's referenced into it. I I do believe, I do believe, and I'm ninety eight percent positive on that one. And that so. was John Franklin's return. That was yeah, Isaac's John. Return. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was like in a coma or something, and comes out something like that. Yeah. Okay. He was in a coma. Let's not, for let's not get too. We're not going to. We're not going <laughs> to get into the continuity of Children of the Corn. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's uh, a whole different day. Yeah, we're going to skip that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, once they seize Vicky, and you know, Bert finally realizes that oh god, the town's overtaken, and it yeah, you know, he he happens to find Job. Who is you know bunkered? They're bunkered up, you know, in um, this like little bomb shelter or something like that. Yeah, it and, seemed uh, like their dad might have been like a doomsday prepper type. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. You, they got to have that connection, you know, before right. the end of the movie and everything like that. Yeah. You know, so it is what it is, <laughs> right? So we get cheese. This movie is full of cheese, okay? But like, we got cheesiness overload, and and I really thought this was really bad special effects. Whenever we see he who walks behind the rose overtake Isaac, 
Oh yeah. That's that's kind of rough. Okay, Fair which part? Like mm. when he's up on the cross? Where he's up on the cross and it's like the it's like okay. ants, the red I get yeah. the red light and everything. Yes. The clouds are forming. The clouds yeah, I thought were know. cool, yeah. but are the okay. clouds he who walks behind the rose? Absolutely. Or is yeah. it the thing burrowing through the ground? It's all, it's all okay, it's yeah. all of is him. Is tremors or are we doing <laughs> what are we doing? Right. That was scary to me, man. You know, whenever I walk into a cornfield, I'm always looking at the dirt. I'm looking around everywhere. I, I just get paranoid. And um, the new Molly Green movie, The Dirt. Huh? Huh? What movie? Nothing. I did not Move see along. that. Okay, we're moving along here <laughs> on the Nostalgia Highway. <laughs> I did finally watch that. By the it way, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, what is it's it called? The, the Dirt. It it's the, the Motley Crew movie. Yeah, oh, do yeah. do not watch it. With I probably don't watch it with kids. I won't. It's entertaining. It's okay. entertaining. Don't watch it by yourself. I've either. seen Motley Crue. Unless you really love Motley Crue, don't watch it. I mean, I've seen them at a concert, but it's a good movie. It's a reenactment of their book, The Dirt, which is their life story. Which okay, they do a lot of drugs and mm, yeah, partying. Yeah, good typical. On, good on them. Typical right, rock band, right from the eighties. Yeah. They took it to the extremes. Sweet. But going back to the whole burrowing uh, part, going through the cornfields. The uh, special effects artist, which was Wayne Beauchamp, he revealed that it was uh, they used the thing he called the turtle, which was like a, basically a wheelbarrow bucket, bucket that was flipped up, upside down with wheels, and it was set in a trench attached to a pulley system connected to a tractor, and then they covered a tarp with a layer of dirt and vermiculite on top. So the tractor, yeah, huh? huh? Is that how you say it? Is it? I don't it know. Is. It is. <laughs> Vermiculite. Vermiculite? Yeah. Vermiculite. Google it, folks. (laughs) All right. I didn't. But then the tractor would pull it in underneath tarp, and it would give that effect. And I guess they had local Boy Scouts that dug the ditches because they were interested in learning how films and special effects were made. And I thought that was pretty cool. Heck yeah. And it was a really effective scene, by the way. Absolutely. You believe there was something coming through underneath the the ground. The vermiculite. <laughs> yeah, the vermiculite. Stop it! It's he who walks behind the rose, guys. All right, all right. It was him. What I, I yeah. that's that's one of the best practical effects in the movie. You know, it really is. That chase down, it's so it's so scary, dude. Now, I, sometimes I I what I didn't care for was you know he the the mound would be one spot and be right up on Job's ass. You know when he's running and everything, yeah, and some then continuity. all of a sudden he's. Like little, forty yards, for, forty <laughs> feet away yeah. from Bert, you know, who's throwing a Molotov cocktail on him, you know. It's and that scene, it's, okay, it's, it's pretty cool. Stretch. So yeah. Bert throws the Molotov into the, and it doesn't ignite. Job goes off and goes in yeah. to go after it. Yeah, well, because bring it's in. Okay, so the wind is going because he walks behind the rose is obviously waking. Right, he's you know. he's knowing what's going on. Right. Okay, so but he goes. And we have we have cat issues here. Cat issues. <laughs> yeah, they watched Pet Cemetery cat. this week. Forgive them. They're a little riled up. <laughs> Stephen Kane. That's what we're doing. We're talking about the cane and everything, and we're gonna, uh, have some, we're gonna have some cat's eyes. It's affecting it. There you go, cat's eye. That's a good one. Check it out. But <laughs> eight out of ten. <laughs> Six. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Give oh. me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Let, so radio edit. edit. Leave it in there. 
clip that. 31 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but so Joe goes and get the mo- goes and gets the Molotov cocktail and brings it back to Bert. Why didn't he just throw it from where he was? It wasn't lit. It wasn't lit anymore. Was it not? No, Did he I had miss- to relight it. Okay, yeah, I must have missed that. Right. Okay, all right. Well, then I retract my statement. Okay, you right. should. That's fine. Yeah, well, because all he had to do was turn around I and just throw it right. right well, that's what I was thinking. Like, why didn't you just nah. do that, kid? But okay, I guess I yeah. didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he had to relight it, and, and then he was telling him to throw. In all right fairness, I was watching this from my iPhone. So. Oh, okay. wow! I hear you. Okay, what a I'm, what a millennial. We should have uh, watched it on uh, the big screen, man, on VHS. Right, that's true. Yeah. So I guess they went with the uh, with Bert backhanding and slapping Malachi because you know Malachi is supposed to be depicted as a child instead of like close fist hitting him. Yeah. Because I guess they felt like it might have been too intense. I mean, was that too much? Is that why they did that? Because I felt like I was a little silly. Nah. Yeah. It was the eighties. I mean, Bert knows not, this. They weren't he's ready a killer, to. Yeah, you know. but they weren't ready to. Did you say Bert Baccarat? No, Bert, Bert and Malachi. Yeah. Bert Malachi. Yeah, yeah. You said That's Bert funny. Ba- Bert Baccarat. Oh, Bert Baccarat. Yeah. Oh man. I had That's a funny. Austin Powers flashback. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, it was a little silly, but you know, it was the eighties. They're not ready to ch- kill off children quite yet. You know, I mean, I guess. Well, we're getting... It's 84. Yeah. We're working on yeah. it at this point. Yeah. Pet Cemetery wasn't out yet, so... No. <laughs> so, something that kind of came up here, it was recent. Janelle was watching a Netflix show, and it was called Killer Women with Piers Morgan. It was about... Uh, the episode she was watching, it was the first episode, I believe, it was about this girl named Erin Caffey, who was this Texas teenager, church-going, who basically plotted the murders of her family to have her mother killed her father who ended up living and her two younger brothers killed and she had her boyfriend and his friend help out and do this now she didn't actually commit any of the murders i guess so she pulled like a charles manson yeah she like i guess kind of like hired like hitman but she was her boyfriend and this was basically all because she was told that she couldn't date this boy and you know this whole movie revolves around kids killing adults yeah, and it got me thinking when we were watching. I kind of watched a little bit of the episode, and it got me thinking: Would I be able to forgive my child if they committed murder? You know, and I know there's a lot of things that would go into this, and I know we're kind of going off a little on a tangent here, but I think. I'll allow it. <laughs> but I think, like you know, depending upon certain circumstances, I feel like you know maybe it would depend upon if it would be. Acceptable if it was self you know, defense. In defense. Yeah, sure, that's what I would. That's the only thing I would really justify. I think, right? You know, and it's like you know, a kid gets in a fight at school. I guess you know, well, right? If, if they were bullied into that fight, you know, you're gonna yeah. be like, well, that's you're gonna back them up. And yeah, like, you better be swinging. You know, yeah. No, it's just something I got to thinking about. And uh, Janelle, she felt like no matter what, she would be able to forgive her child. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I would necessarily be able to feel that way, especially if it was in the, uh, you know, the way that this episode. If you knew was. they were at fault, right? Well, especially with it was she was killing, you know, my family, you know, family members. You know, that would be, I don't yeah. know, that's pretty intense. And I don't, I don't know that I would be able to. If my child tried to kill me, I wouldn't forgive. Well, and her <laughs> father in this episode, he fully forgives. He wants her out. Like, right. he, he... Yeah. 
Obviously. I mean, and a huge credit to him, but I mean, I'm, I don't know. It's just something that kind of happened here just by accident before we got the review, and it revolved around kids killing adults. And I was just kind of, you know, we're all parents here and have kids, and just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts were on that. I, I already said mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could forgive unless it was in self-defense or something like that. Yes. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'd have to be in the moment. You know? Yeah, I mean, unless you're in that actual... I mean, you can say... It's, it's, sure. Yeah, I could say... It's it. like watching Pet Cemetery and saying, what would I do if I were this parent witnessing my child's death? Right. Sure. How, how would I feel? I mean, it's traumatic. If you knew you had the power to, to even imagine in some capacity, would you take well, that plunge? It's traumatic to even imagine, right, but right. to actually face it, I think is beyond our imagination. Okay, fair enough. All right. Yeah. I like it. Good answer. That's why we leave it to movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I mean, unless anybody has anything else they want to bring up here, are we ready to go into our wrap-ups? Um, I mean, yeah, we can go. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, yeah, I, you got I, something. I have to say, um, just kudos again to John Franklin, Corny Gaines, um, and Linda Hamilton. Robbie Kiger did an okay job as... Um, Job, it, he he played the part that was written, you know, for him and everything. Can't knock that about the actor. It's kind of silly to be in the movie, to be honest. They should have made it a more serious flick, but it was Hollywood in the 80s, you know. That being said, this movie screams nostalgia to me. I love it. I saw it when I was six years old. It stuck with me forever. Um... It's it, it's possibly one of the top first three movie horror movies I've ever seen. Oh wow! Um, so, you know that my mom let me watch and stuff. You know, I'm gonna have to give this one an eight out of ten. I know okay. it's that's what IMDb's got it at a five point six. I believe. I yes. have to strongly disagree with I don't that. Think that's fair. Um, that's not fair at all. Um, it's actual crap. Uh, <laughs> Because this movie has a lot going for it, and if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Don't watch it with your kids, um, but be prepared for a great ride. Don't get lost in the uh, in the rows because you'll probably get dealt with by either some crazy ass children or uh, the devil himself. I have a feeling whenever it comes to my point in time when I do a review, my review. I am going to come under so much scrutiny. That's all right. I just have to give that little. That's okay. It's 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 a uh, yeah. now my my eight is a it's a personal eight, you know. Well, sure, right. So it's You're free it's, to it's, it's biased. It's biased. Okay, that's all right. He's a fan. I am a fan. I'm a huge a fan. I've got Children of the Corn I fan. Still, yes. I still go out and buy the new Children of the Corns. Yeah, you DVD. have them all, right? I have them all. Yeah, I love him. Um, this is his now. Baby I have not seen that Stephen disciple the Ro- of the rose. That's all right. Which is on YouTube. Check it out. Most I guess. Will forgive um, you. I'm going to go ahead and since Dave says it's it's a must watch, I'm going to go ahead and be like, go and get it if it's available. Yep. But so, what do you guys got? I'm I'm at a I'm at a seven on this movie. You're at a seven. I'm at a seven. Okay. It's uh, it's definitely in my top five Stephen King movies. I don't know if I'd put it at a four or a five, but it's it's in that range. Mm-hmm. 
one day to the next. But yeah, it's a seven for me because I, I think it's a worthy story. I love the idea of this, you know, mysterious cornfield with, you know, people like a cult that carries on in it. One thing I have to say about this, um, you know, three years has gone by. Where is the police and the National Guard and all no, that no. stuff? Where's the United States right. government <laughs> coming in to wreak havoc on this town? Well, it's not even <laughs> on the map. It's not. Uh, well, yeah, it is. It is. It's right next to Hemingford. Somebody's family member <laughs> Wherever that is. has tried it's to call. Part two. Oh. Watch out! Oh, okay. the, corn, okay. final sacri- the final sacrifice. Okay. They all the, the remaining children go to Hemiford. Oh. Okay. And they wreak some havoc there, and it's fun, you know. So check it out. Check all the sequels out. But you're right. Someone has tried to ring the telly to Gatlin and and find out where their family members, their loved ones are. <laughs> you know, check on them to see if they want to come to a family reunion or something. <laughs> And there's been no answer, and they've thought, right. what's going on for you know? three years? <laughs> yeah, come on. on. But no, suspend disbelief. This is a good movie. It's a good story. It's a Stephen King classic. Uh, the book should have had a, I don't know, I'm not saying the movie's ending was wrong, but the book's ending was more Stephen King. Okay, Absolutely. the movie's ending was more Hollywood. Yeah. Let's make it happy, everybody goes home. You know, laughing, but it's a great story either way. I like the idea of it. They could have done better on sequels. I feel like they had potential with this beyond their imaginations when they didn't succeed, but it's just my thoughts. There you go. All right, I dig it. Seven out of ten. Do you think that they could have made Children of the Corn an actual um, full novel? Absolutely. And, you know, Stephen King had just made it a full novel. And he could have even ended it the same way, but had a better arc right? You know, right. to the story. I agree. They he could, sh- they he could have delved deeper it. into the uh, the cult itself, you know. It's like he made a teaser. more characters It's like it, he designed a teaser to an idea of a story, right. and he could have developed a full story. And what's it. happened is you've gotten 12 people, <laughs> you know, 12 mm-hmm. different directors and stuff, you know. Right. And, taking their ideas of it you know it's it is it is a jumbled mess when it comes to uh, all the sequels the and potential everything. was but way, way there's so much potential to this movie. yeah this had more potential than it achieved honestly that's the truth of it yeah. i feel like there's stories about children of the corn that could have been epic you know number one stephen king right. potential but it didn't it didn't achieve it it, it did not there we go. Right. What do you got, Mayor? Mayor, what do you got? View? Well, it's probably been 10, maybe 15 years since the last time I watched this before I watched the, the rewatch, and I had this rated as 6 out of 10. Okay? Back then? Yes. Okay. Previous before this last watch. All right. So I just got to put that out there as a disclaimer. This movie suffers from some bad editing. Obviously, there's been some bad writing. Some There's some phoned-in special effects, although there's... We got some awesome lines. We got he who walks behind the rose. We have Outlander. Yeah. You know, you know, and he wants you too, Malachi. I mean, we just have like so many great lines in this but movie. You couldn't have cast Malachi and Isaac better. Absolutely. I cannot disagree with you in that. All right. Move along. Especially John Franklin. 
Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Either one. Either one you couldn't have cast better. Yeah. He he's great in this, and like I said, Courtney Gaines is solid. He's menacing. I do feel like there's sometimes where I feel like his uh, lines were a little forced, and it kind of seemed like maybe something I'd see from like a stage play, perhaps. But as far as a menacing factor, and like when you alluded to their Lord talking about where he's on the hunt, mm-hmm. on the prowl, yeah, he's super effective. For as good as Linda Hamilton was in The Terminator, which came out about seven months later, okay, she's, I think she's kind of bad in this. Really? Yeah. I, I See, I thought Peter Horton was terrible, actually. I didn't think he Bert, was that you know, great so. either. I I wasn't a big fan. You know, I wasn't but, a big fan of either one of them. To me, they weren't the stars. I like Linda Hamilton, though. Yeah. I, I thought she was kind of bad. And, like, I mean, did she, in this short they amount of time, stars, did she just get... They are, they are stars. Did she just get better that quick? Or was this something that she just had to... This was the script material, and this is what she had to deal with, and she just made do with what she had? You can compare me Terminator and, and Chilling the Corn. But you man. can, because they were in the same year. That's like saying... But her performance, it seems very phoned <laughs> uh, in, is what I'm talking I about in this saying. movie. I hear you. Okay. Well, maybe she was I liked her in working the more Terminator. up to the Terminator, though. So she was probably dealing with this. She's phoned in this know. one in while she's working hard. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, on I, her five-star role. Okay. Because when she's genuinely scared, you know, in this movie, she's freaking scared. Like, when she's getting uh, put up on that cross, no, and it's she good. sees the blue man, it's good, dude, she freaking flips out, and it's awesome, dude. You really feel sorry for her and everything. What's no, going and on? And it's it's an uneven performance. Okay. And, All right. But as a whole, I feel it was not good. Okay? I recognize okay. that right. Vicky and Bert are supposed to be the leads. They're the, the heroes, the antagonists. Right. But they're not the stars of this movie. No, I agree. Malachi with you. and Isaac are. I agree. I agree. And, and maybe it's they, not supposed to be that way, but it is in the movie. Right. I just I don't know. I really thought Linda Hamilton was bad. Like I said, talking yeah, about the, the, the her dancing around and singing the song in the yeah, hotel that's early kind on. Of, yeah. Like and it just it doesn't really get much better for me. But yes, there are scenes where you said, like when she's getting put up on the cross and she sees the blue man. I like that. That's good stuff. But the movie really falls off for me at the end. I want to know exactly what happened to Isaac and Malachi. We don't ever find that out. Well, Malachi kind of dies. Yeah, my, yeah, Isaac, he gets you know taken over by Hugh, who walks behind a rose pretty okay. much. And then right. he breaks Malachi's neck, dude. You can you hear yeah, it. You hear he it. grabs him by the neck, and you know, he walks right up to him, and he just... And he just... You hear his neck crack. You hear it crack. How did I miss this? I, you're you're watching happened. it on an iPhone. I promise you that happened. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, he, okay. kill, he kills Malachi. Okay, well then what happens to Isaac then? Supposedly he goes into a coma. Okay, and then comes back for the sixth and That's the continuity of it in the story. Now, in, in the original movie, before the, the sequel came out, you really didn't know, you know, um, so... Okay. But, but I mean, that, that just leaves... A a um, an aspect of fear, you know, like he could be out there someplace, you Lurking, know. Who, sure. for, who knows, you know? I really like the I or not liked I disliked the barn scene when they're trying to rig something up to burn <laughs> up the cornfield. I did not like that scene. It just seemed I felt like there was no way they were gonna find a hose long enough to reach that uh, pump out in the field. Right, and get an right. adapter to make it. Yeah, work. I'm thinking technically I, it's on a far fetch. Sure is. You know, plan. But you know, they gotta 
They gotta sure. have a victory here, so. right? Because it's Hollywood. They didn't have to, but they you did. didn't have to, but they Hollywood. did. Yeah, You're right. it's Hollywood. How how this movie ever spawned eight sequels is beyond me. I, I just I have to say that it's a great idea. That's how the concept is. The concept yeah, I, I agree it. with you one hundred percent, King. I agree with you one hundred percent. There's more than eight sequels, but oh, oh, is there? Okay, yes. Oh, I apologize. Yes, and maybe there shouldn't be, but th- this was a good concept. It just didn't execute Dimension correctly. Dimension ends. Children in the corner right now. Okay, I could have wrote a better sequel than any of the sequels. Why I feel didn't like. you? Because nobody would take me serious. So. Oh, I'm just saying I could Anybody could have. Okay. Yeah. We'll draw the art for That's Children of Corn. I had ideas, but it's just, eh. Okay. To me, this is a so bad it's good movie. All right? Mm-hmm. This is what, in that category, this is what this movie... It's not even bad, though. It is kind of bad. Oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of bad. <laughs> oh, my We're gosh. on the wrong side of the fence, I think. That's I, all right. I, well, That's okay. I, it's allowed. I, I had a feeling it, you know? once I heard I his rating, I knew <laughs> that I was going to be on the short end on this. Okay, where you at? Just so okay. IMDb, as you said, has a five point six out of ten. Metascore of forty five on Rotten Tomatoes. This has a thirty six percent and an audience score of forty percent. Previously, it was a six out of ten. I'm dropping it half a star. I'm giving it five point five out of ten. The acting in this movie is not super great besides John Franklin. The writing is not super great. So, I I'm you. sorry. Okay. I, 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 I understand what this movie represents for you. Right. And, and if I, and I respect a- that. But for me, it just... It's a movie I'll absolutely watch. And honestly, the fact that I haven't watched it as long as it was from the previous time... I'm going to revisit it more because there there's a lot of charm to this movie, okay? I'm not downplaying this Absolutely. movie at all. Yeah. There's a lot of charm to this movie. There's a lot of good scenes. Obviously, a lot of great quotes. But ultimately, I feel like this movie falls flat. The ending really fell flat for me. Although we did get a good... We had a solid jump scare, I thought. I liked the jump yeah, scare. I would like for you to watch the remake. You need to do it at least once. Okay. Because it does pertain to the book more, and it's it's a very it's way more darker. Okay. So I bet you'd like that one actually. Okay. He, I, I believe you, he would. I bet too. you he would give it a six and a half out of, out of ten. Okay. To be honest. I just know on IMDb, I think it hits like it's like a three point eight. It like it doesn't is. deserve that. Okay. The, the remake is a is a perfectly fresh take on that story. Yeah. Okay. And I think right. yeah, I think it would give you a better impression. But okay. Well, yeah. no, I'm down. Still, I'm, I'm down I, to do that. I do. I do not believe. You could call it less than a six, but that's well, fine. That's it's you. if I wasn't such a big fan of the series, you know, it's 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 just something that stuck with me as a kid. Like I said, all of the sequels if, fall below a six, but not the original. Uh, we'll not go go into that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I I would probably rank it if I was just a regular fan. You know, I would probably give it a seven. You know, but okay. I give it an eight for. Nostalgia purposes and okay. everything like that. So a five point five. Five point five. I'm, I'm a little stingy on this one, but is, this is streaming on Hulu. If you have a Hulu subscription, so do you have you a ranking King? for it in your Stephen King? Uh, it whatever, is chronology. I don't. I honestly don't know if it's in my top ten. Really? If, I was gonna say, is it not in your top five? And you're saying, it's oh, it's not, not in, in my top, top five. It's absolutely wow. not in my top five. Okay. Okay. I mean, because my top three is The Shining, Misery, and Pet Cemetery. Okay. So 
And that could be different any day of the week, as I used mentioned exactly. in our last podcast. That is very mm. true. <laughs> so, I, however, am more firm on my top three. I understand. I'm too flimsy. <laughs> I'm too organic. I go with the day. <laughs> we don't want to get into Christine because oh, we're going we know to. we're different. We will. We have differences Christine. on that. Oh boy. <laughs> Most look. emphatically, in it's two coming, weeks, folks. it will be coming, Christine. All right, so we're going to get an awesome mix here of John Carpenter, Stephen King. I mean, what a marriage. Absolutely. 80s horror. Brilliant marriage. Yes. Unmatchable. I I, I think you're right on that. This is. I this don't is, think you think that. I know you don't respect my rating on this movie, but this is... It is a good movie. I like the movie. It is a good movie. It's an epic. He, he, you're talking about Christine now. Yes, yes I am. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Two under the, the corner. No, it's not an All epic. Right. All right. But like, it is a so good it's bad movie in my opinion. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. All right. Wrap this up. We okay. have a fun we'll wrap it up. God, God, that's cool. All right. <laughs> All right. So, guys, this concludes our review of Children of the Corn from 1984. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did discussing it. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. Be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, updates, and trivia. We'd love to hear from you, the listeners, any ideas on future episodes, input on older episodes, or any questions you have. You can also contact us at NostalgiaHighwayPodcast at gmail.com. And once again, we want to give a huge thanks to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our new theme music for the show. So on behalf of Dave King of the Road and the Lord Ketchum, I am the Mayor, Matt Logston. We thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us. We'll see you next time out on the highway.